Um, let me put a, a, a bite of God's word. Let me put a bug in your ear, right? Let me just give you something to think about. It's um, mid-July, and particularly leading up to the election season, you'll notice that our countrymen are pretty polarized. Has anybody noticed that? Uh, we're pretty polarized as a people. Um, the, the, the American melting pot looks like it, it might be boiling over a little bit. And, uh, you know, in times like this, everybody in the world seems like, I don't know if you picked up on this, but the world is demanding, right, that you submit to what they demand you should be thinking. Have you noticed that? The world's telling you what you should be thinking and what you should be saying, or you just might get canceled. Have you noticed that? Does everybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, so the world is, is speaking loudly, and if you, don't, if you don't join with us in what we're saying it and the way that we're saying it, well, then you're a bad person. And so, you know, there's, it's almost like there's not room for reflection or thought. You've you got to jump on the bandwagon or you're a terrible person. And so I want to... I want to encourage you to make a decision uh, to take a stand that says, you know, as for me and my mind, if it's just you, or as for me and my house, as for me and my life, as for me and mine, I'm going to serve the Lord. Uh, because in the background of everything, you kind of got to remember the principle. You know, it's a biblical statement, but it, it forms a principle to kind of help you sort through things. Let God be true. And what about everybody else? And I mean everybody else? Yeah, let God be true. And the rest of us, if we're not saying what God's saying, we are liars, right? We're lying. Let, yeah, let God be true and every man a liar. So the, the proposition that, that all of us face right now, because it's so polarized and everybody's pulling to try to make sure that your opinion and your speech is established with them. Uh, really, if you can step back from all of that and say, I'm a Bible believer, uh, that's just going to help. That's going to help with navigating the, the waters leading up to the election and probably likely beyond. Okay, so... We've been looking at Romans 12 a lot, and so I'm just going to give you a lot of cross-references, and I just want to encourage you, invite you to consider these uh, maybe tonight, maybe in the morning in your morning devotions, but the, the Scripture has a mandate over our life. Again, Romans 12, 1 and 2, our bodies are to be living sacrifices, okay? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then look at how verse 2 starts. And be not what? Be not conformed to this world. Conformed how? Well, look at the context. It's obvious what the Word of God is saying to us. Don't think like the world thinks. We need to be transformed, right? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There is a battle for your mind. 
And are you going to think like the world thinks, or are you going to think biblically? Will you have a transformed, a renewed mind, or will it be a, a worldly conformed way of thinking? Because at the end of the day, you have to be able to, what you think, what you say, what you do, you need to be able to know that it's right. So we need God's mind, we need the Word of God so that we can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If how I'm thinking, if how I'm speaking, if how I'm rolling doesn't match the Bible, guess what? I'm wrong. And this is critical that we get this. Uh, let me give you another cross-reference. 1 John chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. 1 John chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. John writes to those who have overcome the wicked one, and then he gives this command. He says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Now, again, we know by comparing Scripture with Scripture, that doesn't mean we hate lost people, okay? God so loved the world that he gave his... God loves lost people. He loves those in the world. But the world system is operating under satanic authority and power. Love not the world... The don't, I mean, the world has a way, it has a system, it has an economy, it has a way that it operates, and you're told not to love that. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, here it is, the world caters to what? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away. You get everybody is demanding your allegiance right now. And this world, the fashion of this world, all of that's going to pass away. And when the smoke clears, all that will be left standing is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So let's just get down with that up front. All that is in the world right? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. <sighs> Let me give you another cross-reference. James chapter 3, verses 14 through 18. There is a wisdom, there is a way of thinking that is not godly, but devilish, there's a wisdom that descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. And there, here's how you identify demonic wisdom, devilish thinking. Uh, you know a tree by its fruit, and so you, not, you know a wisdom by its work. This wisdom that doesn't come from heaven, this wisdom that is earthly, sensual, and devilish, verse 16 says, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. In other words, if you're saying something that's not appreciated, it doesn't just start screaming at you. You can actually have a conversation with this wisdom. You can, it's entreatable. You can entreat it. It's peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So if it's 
It, there's a wisdom, there's a worldly way of thinking that says, yell, scream, divide, and destroy. Don't fall for it, okay? It's earthly, it's sensual, and it's demonic. Don't fall for that. The wisdom that you want to follow, the way you want to think, what's going to come out of that is a pure, peaceable, gentle, entreatable, merciful, it's got good fruit, it's without partiality, it's without hypocrisy. It rolls really well. It's godly. See, the world doesn't really know. If you could get this down tonight, I think this just helps with everything. The world doesn't really know what they think. Do you know people are sheep? People think what they're told in the moment, and I'll give you an example of this. You know, Jerusalem was super excited to think about Jesus as Messiah, so get down Mark 11, 8 through 10, and they're shouting, blessed, right? They're crying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They're identifying Jesus as the promised Messiah of Scripture, and then just a few days later, what are they shouting? Mark chapter 15, verses 9 through 4. So Mark 11, 8 through 10, Mark 15, 9 through, 4, 9 through 14. Will you that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the priests had delivered him for envy. But the chief priests moved the people that he should release, rather release Barnabas unto them, or Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said again unto them, What will ye? What will ye then that I shall do unto him whom ye call king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. And Pilate's response is, Why? What evil hath he done? And they cried out the more exceedingly, Crucify him. Uh, so people are sheep. And, uh, you know, convincing people, tell them what to think and how to yell and scream, and, and, and they do it. Now, look, I'm not looking to politically align you tonight. That's not my objective. I want to biblically align you. Our job isn't to reach Democrats and turn them into Republicans. You get that, right? We serve a king. We're ambassadors for Christ. Uh, our job isn't to turn people into neo-evangelical conservatives who march on Washington and get our legislation passed. That's not, that's not, that is not, our, that's not the mission our king gave us. Does this make sense? We were told to win souls and make disciples. That's our job. Brothers and sisters, we better stay focused on that because the king isn't just watching. He's also coming. And I want as many with us being fruitful at the judgment seat of Christ as we can possibly bring with us. I want to biblically align you. I don't, I don't consider myself in terms of who I am I am not a Democrat. I am not a Republican. I am an ambassador for Christ. I serve a king, and I serve his kingdom, and I desperately want that for you. Now, we live in a predominantly Democrat city, don't we? Uh, this city is somewhat left. And I don't know where you're coming from politically. I don't, we've not had that conversation with everyone. But if you try to make Republicans out of babes in Christ, you're going to blow it. You are absolutely going to blow it. What's that to us anyway? Let's make biblicists out of them. And then they'll figure out how to vote to further the kingdom. Right? 
let's help people to see what the Bible says. And so whenever it comes time to think about an issue, when it comes time to respond to what the world is demanding that you believe, watch out for what the crowd is demanding. Watch out for what the world is saying. Let God be true and the world's cries, they're likely lies. Does that make sense? So let's get a, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord mentality. And so if we can encourage one another and the people that we're winning to Christ and the people that we're discipling, if they can learn this simple principle on any issue in life, it doesn't matter what the world is demanding. It doesn't matter what I think. And guess what? It doesn't matter what you think. The only opinion that matters is the king's. What does Jesus think? What is Jesus' position on this issue? And let's align ourselves with that. And man, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we've raised up workers and soldiers. We've raised up sons and daughters of the kingdom. Man, there's fruit there. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, if we're going to make biblicists out of people, if we're going to have people with transformed minds, renewed minds who think God's thoughts, well, we got to give them the Bible. And so just very quickly, let me give you some passages in 1 Samuel. We, we went through 1 Samuel together. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 7 says that Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And then you see the key as to why in that verse, neither was the, Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. Why didn't he know the Lord? He didn't have the word of the Lord. Verses 19 through 21 says, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and he did let none of his words fall to the ground. Then everybody knows that Samuel's a prophet, and here it is, verse 21, And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh. How did the Lord appear again in Shiloh? For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. So then you get down to chapter 15. Now Samuel knows the Lord because he knows the word of the Lord. And so the word of the Lord speaks to him. There is a political problem in Israel. How do we respond? Well, the word of the Lord came unto Samuel saying, It repenteth me that I have set up, set up Saul to be king, for he has turned back from following me and hath not performed my commandments. In other words, Saul's rejected my word. So Samuel grieved. Verse 22 through 23, 1 Samuel 15, 22 through 23, we find out that rebellion against the word of the Lord is as witchcraft. It's just that bad. And then listen to verses 24 through 27. Saul says to Samuel, I have sinned for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord. I've rejected, I've rebelled against the word of the Lord because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Whatever the world is demanding of you, that's cause for pause. Back up. What is the king demanding of you? Does this make sense? I don't have to take sides. And the world right now is demanding that you take sides. Who's on the Lord's side? Right? Who's on the Lord's side? I want to be on his side. And I want to introduce people to him. All this fighting, all this turmoil, whenever people meet the Prince of Peace, takes the starch right out of them, makes them a new creature in Christ. They get a whole new family. They start calling a whole new crowd of people, brother and sister, changes their life. We have the answer for what's so desperately wrong with our nation. We need to be full of faith to take the Lord's side.
And that wisdom is from above. And guess what? It's entreatable. It's peaceable. You're able to have hard, hard conversations with people. You're not getting wound up. You're not yelling and screaming. Is this making sense? So let me give you those verses, and I'm praying that we'll, we will be wise with the people that we're winning. We're not in this to produce political product or political outcomes. We're in this to win some brothers and sisters to the kingdom. Amen? Father, bless my brothers and sisters and give them wisdom. Lord, help us to raise up people to be biblicist, uh, to have the mind of Christ. Lord, would you bless us in that? Lord, as I study your scripture, I know it's your heart. And so, Lord, uh, bless the work of our hands. Give us wisdom. Uh, deliver us from the, just the insanity of trying to win some political point or some political argument with the people that we're trying to reach in this city. Lord, help us with wisdom from above, with discernment through the open doors in the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we, wanna, we want people to meet our King. We want people to know the Prince of Peace like we know him. And so, Father, would you give us that? Would you give us fruit? Would you give us souls? Would you give us wisdom? You said to ask, so we're asking boldly. It's brash, but we're going to do it. We need this wisdom. Lord, help us to be and help us to make biblicists. We need to be transformed in our mind. And so, Lord, bless our Bible studies. Bless the word of the Lord. Bless your word being propagated into our lives. We pray all in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys so much. I'm so grateful for you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face on you. All right. You are dismissed. God bless you.